0: This morning, we continue our sermon series on hospitality and I want to highlight and draw your attention to a form of hospitality that we weekly offer here at Faith. And I'm not sure that many of you have even been aware of this kind of welcome or that you've even noticed it, but over the past three or four years here at Faith, we have been intentional of extending a welcome to children and their families in worship and hope to continue to build upon that welcome. Now, I'm sure you're probably thinking, "The Pastor Jess, we already do that. But the reality is, there is a difference in saying that children and family are welcomed in worship and actually doing it. If we say we welcome children and families in worship, but give the parent with the noisy child the stink eye when their child's crying or loud during the sermon, we're not really welcoming. If we say we welcome children and families in worship, but after worship reprimand the parent whose child took off running to the altar or who found their way to the piano and tinkled the ivories for us, that doesn't show hospitality. If we say we welcome children and families, but don't offer them the resources or even the acceptance that we know that worshiping with children is stressful and frustrating, then we have done nothing to truly welcome them in worship. Instead, we make them feel unwelcomed and excluded, which may be one of the reasons why we don't see many young people in church today. Hospitality involves helping people feel comfortable and lowering barriers. With this understanding, along with my deep-held belief that children should be present in worship, Not dismissed to children's church or forced to a nursery before they even grace the doors of the worship space. We have been adding different things throughout our space so that parents and children can worship together. One of the first things that we did was add a playground, not a playground, in the back of the sanctuary. We did this because children wiggle and honestly cannot sit still for an hour-long worship service. And I know some adults can't either. This space is simply a bit of more open space where kids can move without crawling over and under the pews and making their parents go nuts. It has quiet toys and books and space to wiggle as they listen to worship. Additionally, we have worship bags as another resource for children to engage in worship. And within each of these bags, there are age appropriate items to help children follow along with the worship service. There are ribbon wands to wave to the music, stickers to share at the piece, blank pages to color and give as an offering, and so much more. These bags and this space is available to help parents with small children feel comfortable to be in worship. And most recently, we added these bookmarks in our pews. You guys all should find them. They're different colors. And these are to help us to understand how to extend a welcome to children. And I want to highlight, as we continue to extend welcome to children and families, that we know, Mike, go ahead and flip the slide, actually. Thanks that we know that children wiggle and giggle, they swing their legs and talk at inappropriate times, simply because they are children. They also sing and pray and praise God with us as fellow children of God. And over time, by being in worship, they learn that here we gather to worship God as a family, that they belong to this family and are welcomed around this table that the sights and sounds of this place are good and nurturing even when they don't understand them and sometime, and something is expected of them in this place and they give their attention to song prayer and offering i invite you today to read this card the card that says it takes a village and children at faith there are a lot of helpful hints on how we can extend that welcome beyond just the things we've already done. Extending a welcome to children and families is a start of being a congregation of hospitality. Henry Britton in his book The Welcoming Congregation shares that there are four key factors to hospitality. The physical site, worship, food and meals, and small groups. Yet these factors have limited effectiveness unless there are people, hosts, who project warmth and offer a smile and are willing to make contact with our guests. The key to being a welcoming congregation is to have a congregation full of hosts, people who enhance the physical space, the worship, the food and the meal and the small groups with an attitude of hospitality. Britain shares that we often go to church with the attitude of of a guest, not a host. We are concerned more with ourselves than those who visit with us. Consider this mindset. As guests, we are primarily focused on having a good time. We enter the church and look for our friends. We pass personal judgment on the furniture, the decor, and the feel of the place. We sit where we want to sit, with little regard to making room for others. We listen to the church music and decide whether we enjoy it or not. As guests, we are basically consumers concerned about our personal comfort. The experience is all about us. How different is it to be a host? In this role, we are primarily focused on serving others. We greet our guests at the door and look to connect them with people they would enjoy. We make sure that the church is set up in a welcoming way, decorated appropriately, well-lit, and conducive to people getting to know one another. We sit in places that leave room for others and help them to feel comfortable. We pick church music that our guests would like, even if it's not our favorite, and that's a hard one for me. As hosts, we are concerned about comfort of the other. The experience is all about them. When I think about how we ought to change our attitude from guest to host, I'm drawn to the story of Abraham that we heard from our reading in Genesis. Abraham is sitting in the doorway of his tent, looking out at the blistering desert in front of him. When he turns his head, he sees three men standing near him, and he no doubt is surprised and possibly startled. But Abraham doesn't dash inside to his tent to hide or even go inside to get a weapon to protect himself. Instead, he stands and welcomes them, taking on the role of host. He offers them water to wash their feet. He invites them to sit under the shade of the tree and rest. He brings them bread to quench their hunger. And Abraham doesn't stop there. He bends over backwards for these strangers, these guests among him. He runs to the tent and asks Sarah to make some cakes. He goes to the herd and picks out a calf and gives it to a servant to slaughter and prepare. And then he takes the curds and the milk and the prepared calf and feeds his guests wonderful, a wonderful meal. And Abraham does all of this and he doesn't even know the people, who these people are. Abraham sees strangers who are hot and tired from their journey and acts as God desires of us, as hosts to strangers among us. And it turns out that these strangers are God in disguise, coming to bestow upon Abraham and Sarah God's blessing of children. as a congregation that embraces God's radical hospitality and extends that to others, we have to change our attitudes from being the guests and consumers of church to being the hosts. And this means we have to be intentional about how we go about doing things, especially how we conduct ourselves when we come to church. Instead of looking for our friends when we arrive, we look out for the stranger and we greet them with a warm hello and a good morning. Instead of sitting down in our favorite spot, we look for a family with young children and sit next to them, showing the child how to navigate the liturgy or locate the hymns in the hymnal. Instead of coming to church to have your needs met, see how you can meet the needs of someone else when they come to church that day. God calls us, like Abraham, to be hosts. When we act as hosts to others, we are constantly challenged to be concerned about the well-being of others. It is when we show true Christian hospitality, welcoming the stranger, feeding the hungry, that we discover that God is with us in surprising and wonderful ways. When we show hospitality to strangers, we are entertaining angels when we welcome the newcomer, we're actually welcoming Jesus. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to invite you to change your attitude from guest to host when it comes to worshiping here at Faith. Find ways when you enter this space to show concern for others' well-being. It can be as simple as saying good morning and shaking a hand with someone other than your friends and family. It could be finding a hymn in the hymnal and handing it to the person ahead of you who seems to be struggling to locate that page. It may be inviting our guests to sit with you in fellowship where you take the time to learn their stories as well as share your own. It may be wiggling and dancing with a toddler in the aisle, letting them know that they are loved and welcomed here. In fact, I don't just invite you to do that to invite you to change your attitude from guest to host, but I challenge you to do it. Seriously, starting now. After I'm done talking during the hymn, I invite you to move, literally move to a different spot in the, in the sanctuary next to someone you may not know well and worship with them for the rest of the service. Start at fellowship by clearing the table with those who sit with you. Start in Sunday school by thanking the person leading your group for taking time out of their schedules to prepare and to teach. Start as you walk in these doors next week by seeing yourself as a host in God's house, just as you would be a host in your own home. For by doing so, we extend love and hospitality to God among us. Amen.